This is the Bend, Oregon Real Estate Podcast, breaking down the latest news, trends, tips, and information to your Bend and Central Oregon real estate market. Welcome in, everyone, to the Bend, Oregon Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Rob Eggers, principal broker here at Duke Warner Realty. Over 20 years' experience selling real estate here in Bend. I am joined by my business partner, Katrina Swisher, also 20 years' experience selling real estate here in Bend. Katrina, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, here we are, start of a new year once again. We're back, little by little. Little by little, uh, piece by piece. You know, the the new year, I I love this time of year because I think it's a great time just for, um, you know, hope for the future, um, setting goals, um, aspirations, and also just a time of reflection too. And that's kind of um, the theme of our podcast today is just reflecting on 2023 and what that real estate market was like and all that happened and it was it was a year it was quite a year um so katrina i'll put you on the spot if you had to pick one word to describe 2023 as a real estate market what would it be insecure Mm, insecure really okay why why would it be insecure well, I mean, I feel like that's how most people felt mm. for the year. Good point. Like very, buyers and sellers. Very unsure of the year. Yeah. Not, not a lot of confidence either yeah. way. Yeah. Good word. Good word. I like that. Yeah, it's really true. Um, I think with all the different factors, you didn't have a lot of confidence from sellers. You didn't have a lot of confidence from buyers either. And we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. You know, we really couldn't predict or get a grasp of the year. So I mm-hmm. think that led to our own insecurities of what was going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a great word for it. Um, the word that kind of came to mind, my, my mind was tumultuous. Tumultuous? <laughs> How do you say that? <laughs> tumultuous. You know what? Well done. I couldn't get that out of my mouth. Um that word, that's what came to my mind. And it, just because it was turbulent, you know, it was like things were kind of hopping in the spring and going well. And then all of a sudden it just kind of took a dive there mm-hmm. mid-year um, and really faded at the end of the year. So let's let's look back a little bit and just kind of recap the year because I think it's important to look at the year because it could also tell us about the future too. It could tell us about, you know, maybe what the real estate market might do this year coming up. So um, just recapping, how would you describe, say, the spring and going into the start of the year a year ago? I mean, I feel like the start of the year still felt pretty normal, um, whatever normal might be coming out of the last couple of years. Yeah. But um, things were still moving pretty quickly. We were positive um, being able to list um, homes and have them sell fairly quickly. Things were starting to shift. We could feel that uh, slightly. I mean, interest rates were higher than they had been, but um, there was still enough activity going on to to keep moving through the spring. I think we were still seeing multiple offers, full price offers, um, overall fairly strong start to the year. Yeah, just looking here at Mortgage News Daily, um, the interest rates at the beginning of the year in January were as low as 6.2. So they, you know, started pretty low, um, relatively 
speaking. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first of last year, we were pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought, wow, this is, you know, what looks like it could be shaping up to be a really busy spring. So as we moved into this, you know, the spring, I think it was, would you call it a normal spring market last year? I feel like it was for the normal, normal, excluding like the COVID years that were really crazy. Right. I feel like it was not as busy as our springs typically are. I feel like we were steady. Um, A little tempered. Yes. Typically, we are going nuts in the spring. Yeah. Juggling all sorts of balls at one time. And last spring, I mean, it was steady, which felt good and and wasn't... um, too scary at the time, mm-hmm. but but not as busy as past springs had been. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. It was it was definitely a it was it was the busiest time of the whole year. It was it was, but um, but it wasn't as busy mm-hmm. as like it usually. Is. So, um, but then kind of something happened in the summertime, and you know, usually we do take a bit of a dip in the summer months. Like everyone kind of thinks, "Oh, summer is the best time to sell," but in, in Bend, it's 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 really the spring is the best time. I think so much so much happens in the summer, like you know, graduations, people go on vacations, they go camping, people come to visit here. Real estate kind of takes a back mm-hmm. burner because there's so much happening, and mm-hmm. Bend is such a fun town. So many things going on. Um, that I think real estate kind of takes a lull, but, but this year it, it like kind of got bonked in the head. Yeah. So what, what would you describe as like what happened say midsummer? I mean, it was dead as far as I was concerned. Mm. There was just not a lot going on anywhere. Um, interest rates continued to climb. So I think that just really shut everything down. Mm. And we already, like you said, have a pause in the summer. And with that, I think everyone, um, buyers and sellers, took a big pause to just wait it out and and see what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I did have a couple listings come on, and unfortunately, they were a little late to the game. Mm. You know, we do try and get people to list earlier in the year. Yep. And those conversations started to happen in May and they weren't ready to list till July. And it was rough timing. Timing is everything, you know, in so many facets of life, but it really does affect real estate a mm-hmm. lot. I mean, if, if there's just X number of buyers that are going to purchase in, and the majority of them make their purchase in the spring, you've just got a smaller amount of buyers left. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And especially last year, once interest rates hit seven, which which they started to do in the summertime. At that point, you didn't really have buyers wanting to jump into the market. And inventory was so low because sellers were also pausing because they weren't sure what to do, Yeah, that we just had this bit of a tug of war with, with inventory. And mm-hmm. so at least my personal experience with buyers at that time were... They weren't buying because there wasn't anything good to buy. Yeah. It was kind of the bottom of the barrel pickings. Right. And so I had buyers just completely put it on the back burner because they were disappointed in the inventory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So end of June, the interest rates really climbed. It went from, uh, let's see. Well, let's see. Yeah. 
in June it was like 6.7 and then by the time we hit July it was 7.2. So once and that was like a new threshold like we hadn't hit sevens forever. Yeah. Like when I when we started in real estate um, in 2001 real estates were in interest rates were, were in the sevens. And then it dropped into the sixes and really never looked back, just kept going down mm-hmm. and down and down. So this is the first time since we started our career that we saw 7%. Yeah. And I think that number, lucky number seven, wasn't lucky for buyers. They, they just said no. <laughs> no, that was the threshold that I think people completely went, whoa. Yeah. Wait a second. We're now over seven. I think people could deal with the sixes. They were still able to buy down into the fives potentially. But at that point, it was getting scary and for buyers. But not only that, they were getting priced out. Mm-hmm. They could no longer afford what they thought they could. Yeah. And, and people weren't ready to adjust their expectations or expand their searches in ways to they just stopped. Yeah. Absolutely. That seven was a threshold that buyers didn't want. And and you alluded to it earlier. Um, Then sellers started to pull back going, okay, we bought our house and I've got a 3% um, mortgage rate. So if I buy another one, I'm going to have to do seven. And they're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't sell Mm -hmm. right now. So they just locked up and Decided, okay, I'm not going to list. So the inventory got lower, but then sales dropped. So it was a really weird dynamic because you had sales dropping, but also inventory dropping too. And usually when sales drop, the inventory piles up. Exactly. It, it did a really weird thing. It, it They both dropped mm-hmm. because of interest rates were just super unusual. Um, so I don't know. It was It was a crazy time. And then... We thought it was bad then, but it got even worse <laughs> at that point. It did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so at that point, you were looking, it bounced around the, the mid-sevens all the way through the end of summer into August. Um, by August 21st, it's showing um, 7.5%. And then um, once we hit October, it 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 did the... A big jump into the eight. So that was, that was like officially killing the market. Mm-hmm. Like one last bullet in the, in the yeah. real estate market yeah. right there. If it wasn't dead before, we're de- going to make sure it's definitely mm-hmm. dead right now. Um, and, and it did, it worked, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think any buyers who, who were still somewhat active or intended to be active for the summer, hoping to buy, it, it killed them at that point. Um, I personally experienced it multiple times on one transaction or one home sale where I had the listing and I had three different sales fall through because of buyer financing. Ouch. All because of interest rate. Wow. And just their qualifications changing. They didn't lock their rate quick enough and the rate was moving that quickly Mm. that overnight they could be priced out. Wow. And and they were freaking out and just bailing left and right, just jumping ship yeah. and and these deals were falling apart and the buyers were like, We're out, we're out of the market until things change. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, I think I probably wasn't the only one experiencing that. I was no. hearing those stories from from a lot of other agents as well. And it was just kind of the, the situation we were in, I think, from August till, well, the rest of the year, really. Yeah. Until, I mean, the only solution at that point as we dove, as we got into like October, was to really ad- adjust prices on any current listings, mm. any listings that were left over from the summer to a point that made up for their interest rate to get buyers in. Yeah. And any new listings coming on, I feel like were really priced accordingly to be able to sell at that point. Because it was it was not a time of the market to attempt a higher price. Yeah. Yeah, having three transactions fail is brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> I mean, it's bad when you have one <laughs> fail. That's hard for people. Yeah. Transaction fails. You have to start over. It's really bad when you have to do it twice. It's almost catastrophic when you have three times. Yeah. How was your seller doing? Oh, that? I mean, they are amazing people. And so I got really lucky because that wouldn't be the situation always. Yeah. And, um, you know, they were just very hurt and sad and upset and stressed. But we got through it together and we did get it sold and we ended up with a higher sales price than we would have on one of those previous transactions. Oh, that's good. So it did work out, but it, it was lining. very trying and took a lot of patience and, and teamwork and communication to get through it. But they did not want my phone calls. I bet. <laughs> we had a joke at the end, like if their phone rang and it wasn't me texting or emailing, they were like, oh no, please yeah. don't call us ever. Oh, I know that feeling. It's like when you start to get know hit a couple times by a certain phone number or person on the phones like you don't want that phone number to come through I was afraid for phone calls from other agents right you know if I had a pending deal I was I was like don't call me why are you calling me right (laughs) as soon as you do you're like (laughs) and you see the number pop on your up on your phone and your first response is oh no oh no before you even have the conversation Mm -hmm. that's how bad it was yeah your heart just drops you're like oh no what is it I mean, I think that's the insecurity we had Mm -hmm. um, because buyers were feeling it, agents were feeling it, sellers were feeling it. Nobody was confident in in any part of the transaction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really true. And just listings tend, you know, to just sit. And the problem, too, is it's just a slow time of year anyway. Mm -hmm. So you kind of had this major double whammy of... um, you know, the fall, Thanksgiving, holidays coming up, but also interest rates being high. And it just, whatever little activities usually there in the fall was just kind of quenched by that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think in some ways we saw some opportunity for buyers start to pick up towards the end of the year. I mean, I experienced that a little bit. So there were some closings towards the end of the year just where the price is finally corrected enough um, and there were some good deals to be had. So I think some buyers, you know, were were willing to jump in at that point once the prices had changed from where they were earlier in the summer. Um, But still, for the most part, statistically, our numbers were were really low. Yeah, And, and typically, like I said, once you get to November, I mean, or, I'm sorry, Thanksgiving, the real estate market kind of stops. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So everyone kind of puts it on the back burner. Nothing much happens. 
But what's interesting during that time where the real estate market was hibernation, rates did an incredible thing. They just Um. dropped. So like if you look at um, November 13th, we were at um, 7.6 for for 30-year fixed. And, and that's mid, mid-November. So we had a month and a half left in the year. From there to December 14th, one month later, they were 6.2. So you're, you're dropping a, a whole point in 30 days. But somewhere in between there, they hit over eight. No, they had already been to eight. They were Was that eight, earlier in November? Yeah, they were earlier okay. um, in November. Yeah, they right. were it, in right. in um, October. They were eight, and it kind of carried right. through, and then it kind of slowly yeah. dropped down. And like I said, once you get to November, Thanksgiving time, anyway, the real estate market is dead. So we're like, well, nothing's happening anyway. But then while we were you know asleep in the market, then the rates really dropped a lot. But nothing really happened too much because of the time of year. Right, right, which is always quiet, like you said in in December. It's always quiet. I think um, yep. people aren't really paying as much attention. There were no listings mm-hmm. on the market to to right. buy. No one wants to list during you know Christmas. Right, right. So the inventory remained really low, and then so we we kind of bounced around in the um, in the sixes there for a lot of December. And it, and then that's kind of where we're at today, um, finishing the year. Well, let's see. Right now, we're at six point eight today, and this is January seventeenth. So, but even at the first of the year, it was um, right around well six point seven. So we're we're a point higher, tenth of one one tenth higher than what we were a month oh, ago. A month ago, yeah. So it's um, we're back in the sixes, um, which is which is a relief, a huge relief, and yeah. and nice to start the year that way because I think it's it's giving some confidence to buyers and sellers um, for the year to start off going in the right direction, and and under that seven mark makes a big difference mentally for us. You know, just as when we price something at 699 versus 700. Yeah. You know, it's it's all just a bit of a mental thing, but being under 7 is makes a big difference for everybody. So yeah, it really, um, it, it I really think is. it's a positive start to the to the new year. Mm-hmm. All right, well, before we go any farther, I'm going to mention the sponsor of our show, which is Duke Warner Realty. Duke Warner Realty is a premier real estate firm here in Bend that was established in 1967 by Duke and Kitty Warner and is still family-owned and operated to this very day. Duke Warner Realty has served thousands and thousands of customers throughout Central Oregon over the last 55 years, and the brokerage not only features Bend's best real estate agents, but also the most experienced with the average agent at Duke Warner having 15 years of real estate experience. So if you want your next real estate transaction done right with honesty and integrity, give Duke Warner Realty a call today at 541-382-8262 or visit them online at dukewarner.com. All right, Katrina. Well, I think that's a pretty good summary for the year 2023, except one thing we didn't really talk about, which was pricing. Um, we had a major milestone happen in in 2023. You want to share what that is? Our median 
home price um, hit its highest ever on that we have on record uh, in July. Yep. We were at 800 for the median home price. Yeah, 800,000 for the median. That is just that's that's mind-blowing. Yes. It's a huge uh milestone. Mhm. I mean, when you're 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 almost getting to where it's like, wow, your median home price is almost a million dollars. That's that will probably happen someday in Bend. That's a scary I, thought. I think it will. It probably will eventually. I think we're headed that direction, obviously, but yeah. But I think, um, you know, that's a that's a big milestone. But I think one thing that it might be a little misleading with that is that with interest rates, we we hit that in July. For one, um, July is when the interest rates really started to go high. But these sales are kind of reflective of what's happening in the spring because you have like a 30 to say 45 day escrow. I think the interest rates were already kind of getting higher at that point. So the market shifted a bit like lesser lower end homes were selling and more higher end homes were selling so the median shifted a little bit to reflect higher numbers yeah i think the buyers under 800 were were greatly affected by the interest rates and the buyers over 800 aren't as affected or they're cash buyers um but it, it didn't make as big of a difference to them yeah. So not only were, were was there less inventory under 800, I think just less buyer activity as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the other thing we didn't really talk about was inflation, um, which is a really important factor because I think inflation is really what drove the interest rates up so high. You know, I think that's the, the government's answer to, okay, how how do we get inflation to come down let's raise the interest rates slow buying down in every capacity so pricing can come down Mm -hmm. and that's why we saw just that extreme jump from mid sixes to sevens to mid sevens to then eight they just wanted to i think slow a lot of the different industries down it certainly had an effect on our market for sure and real estate is such a trickle down thing too like when homes aren't selling it affects so many in- industries like you know people aren't buying towels or blinds or you know furniture um there's so many things that get affected when home sales slow down or drop and then you know those or in those Probably like furniture stores probably have a lot more right. inventory now than they did right. you know, a couple of years ago. That's for sure. Yeah, I think people were pulling back in all areas. Yep. Of of spending. Yep, pulling back in, in areas of spending. So, I think that's what the goal was, and I think it's um, you know it's it's obviously come down a lot, and the rates have come down a lot in the last uh, month and a half. So, the government is looking at things, going, okay, maybe inflation is not bad you know solve some of that yeah i think so i mean the numbers are going in the right direction which mm-hmm. as as inflation comes down then we're seeing the interest rates follow so that's good news for us yeah looking into this next year yeah definitely so i think um on our next podcast katrina and i are going to talk about um just the predictions for 2024 and kind of what we see happening this year if we think 2024 is a good year to buy if it's a good year to sell 
we'll look at all of that. But I think it's important to really kind of summarize 2023, like we said, just to really get an understanding of what we went through and what's more recently happened so we can look at the future. And hope that it's not as tumultuous. Yes, tumultuous. <laughs> I see. I still can't say it. That is awesome. Oh, yeah. I think you said it that time. Oh, did I? Okay, good. <laughs> you know, one last plug for us. Even though it was a tough year, we still won a top award at Duke Warner Realty for one of the top producing teams of two. So we still did well. We and did. a lot of that is thanks to you guys, thanks to your referrals, um, thanks to our past clients who have supported us throughout the years. We greatly appreciate it. And of course, we'd love to help anyone you guys know during 2024 as well. So um, just keep that in mind. And we want to thank you guys for that. So I think with that, we're pretty much done unless you have anything else you want to say as a recap. I think that covers it. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to move on. Yeah, ready to move on and looking forward to a great new year. So, all right, well, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and give us a thumbs up and follow the show on whatever podcast platform you're watching. We look forward to seeing you guys next time. Take care. Take care.